You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kilfer. Susie Hunt. And we have a guest joining us today. Oh, my God, guys. It's such a pleasure to finally be on the show. Man, I've been waiting forever. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, uh, it's how many I, years? Like, you know what? You know what? You know what? Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? Oh, my God. You know, there's so many I wish I could have been on. But, you know, you know, I'm just I'm so glad I'm finally here. <laughs> me too. Me too. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and my but, name's Dawn, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. I'm Dawn. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, any any longtime listener will will hear. Uh, they'll yes. remember your fan mail. So, yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is episode 169. We are kicking off our month of black directed horror movies for Black History Month uh, with actually my birthday pick, which is Tales from the Crypt: Demon Knight from 1995. It's an hour and 32 minutes. Directed by Ernest Dickerson, who also directed uh, Juice, Surviving the Game, Bones, so we'll be seeing another one of his movies this month, uh, Masters of Horror, The V Word, which is a pretty good episode, then some episodes of Dexter, The Walking Dead, and The Purge TV series. So, dude has done a lot of horror stuff. But yeah, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this 90s classic. Dawn, as you are our guest, it's customary we start with you. What are your thoughts? Oh my god, I totally didn't expect that. Um... <laughs> So, um, so this movie, I don't know if you guys know that Mike knows this. Um, when you guys started the podcast, there's a list of movies <laughs> that I'm like, if you do this, I'm on it. And this was like number two. Okay? Yep. <laughs> it was like reanimator and then demon Knight, And then I think it's like night of the creeps. Uh, this was number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> There are people I went to high school with who only remember this movie because of me for some reason. I don't know why, uh, but that's I found that out recently because they showed it to like their husband. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Every time I watch this, I think of you. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why is this movie? Uh, But I, I enjoy this movie. I like it very much. It's campy. It's stupid. Uh, It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's gory. Uh, it's probably the only Jada Pinkett Smith, and I'm sorry I said her name, Will Smith. Um, (laughs) (laughs) keep your damn name out of your mouth. Um, please don't, please don't come, Will Smith. Um, you you about to get slapped. Oh, I know. Like, my dog's looking at me like, you should know better right now. Um, it's probably the only one of her movies I've ever seen, to be honest. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen another one of her movies. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. I remember seeing it at the theater. I remember that. I was not old enough to see it, but I saw it. Um, 
Now, if we want to talk about the second Tales of the Crypt movie, Ooh. I saw that one in the theater, too. Yep. Same. <laughs> same. I was so excited to see it. And then it was that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, then Dennis Miller, Dennis Miller all over it. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh. Yep. Hey, you kooky kids, you kooky vampires kids. How you doing? Hey, look, it's Corey Feldman. How you doing, Corey Feldman? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, all kinds of bad. At least this is just Lowell from uh, Wings and, and Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Susie, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this one? After talking about his house... <clears throat> this was a very welcome break because the other two movies we're going to, or the other movies we're going to cover this month are kind of heavy as well. But I, I am definitely a fan. And Shane was like, are you having a Billy Zane month? (laughs) Yeah. What with critters and the less we talk about that, the better. Um, (laughs) So overall, did you see this when it came out in the theater? I did not. Um, I think I was in my twenties when I first saw it, but ah. it's it's a good it's a good jaunt, jaunty jaunty time. Indubitably. Well, Maurice, what about you? What are your thoughts on this one? I'll probably be the odd man out. I just think it's okay. Really? Yeah. I, it's not that's right. why I say, "Hey, man, nice shot." <laughs> well, yeah. What about the soundtrack? Because yeah, the soundtrack's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. You start off a filter, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't hear that song and not think of this movie. <laughs> I uh, there may have been some sarcasm there. <laughs> I like filter. <laughs> no, filter's fine. They're, they're they're. I mean, that's when they were starting to get big. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some cool scenes in it. There's some, you know, well, I was gonna say good actors, but Billy Zane's in it, so. <laughs> oh, oh come on he steals yeah. the show hey, i was gonna say billy zane is cool man you listen yeah. to your friend billy zane yeah he's cool all right <laughs> uh, well i i should tell a story about meeting him but that that's a different time maybe <laughs> later in the, maybe later in the episode <laughs> um oh. but like i said there's some decent scenes nothing really jumps out at me i mean i didn't see it in the theater or anything so and I think I was late watching it. I didn't watch it when it first came out, so Man. I don't have that I don't have that connection that you guys do. See, for me, this is like this is peak nineties horror. This and From Dust Till Dawn are my my two favorite nineties horror movies. And I remember seeing this in the theater. And again, as I've said many, many times on the show, Tales from the Crypt is my all time favorite TV show. I've watched the entire series multiple times. Um pretty much can quote almost every episode like (laughs) i absolutely love i even love tales from the crypt keeper the old cartoon um so when this movie came out and it was like peak tales from the crypt it was like like there was just that tales from the crypt craze everybody knew who the crypt keeper was there was merchandise everywhere there were jokes about the crypt keeper all over you know hollywood it was just this is peak tales from the crypt so when the movie was coming out i was so excited and clearly too young to go see it so my sister ended up taking me to go see it, and I absolutely fell in love with this movie. Uh, was I bought it on VHS as soon as it came out, and <laughs> like watched it so fucking much. 
this was one of those movies that like the tape was kind of worn because I watched it so many times. But I I absolutely adore this movie. I wish the other Tales from the Crypt movies were even a fraction of how much fun this movie is. But but um, you didn't tell everyone was it's only worn out at the strip club scene. Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, it's only worn out in Uncle Willie's fantasy room. <laughs> well, no, there's that bathtub in the beginning of the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, true, titties. True. Yeah, there's lots of them titties in this. I there's mean, it is plenty it, of them titties. It is a Tales from the Crypt, you know, story. So <laughs> that only stands to reason. But yeah, I just I absolutely love it. I, I have so much fun with this movie. It's it's one of those movies that once it starts, like it just doesn't let up. It keeps on going right up to the end. It, it doesn't. It doesn't outwear its welcome. And uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good about this. I really enjoy this film. Um, I, I do got to say, though, real quick, I do agree that it's way better than the predecessor. <laughs> than uh, Bordello of Blood and, uh, yeah. and uh, the Ritual. Oh, God. Did they, okay. they, they did do a third one? Yeah, um, kind of. I thought that was never released. <laughs> oh, no, it's out there. It, it's, it's on bad. the dark web. It's, no, no, no. I, it was, seen it, I think it's on Shutter right now. Or no, it was on Shutter. Um, it's got Tim Curry in it. It's um, like a voodoo movie, and it's it's awful. The Crypt Keeper, like you can tell, the puppet is like partially rebuilt um, for the the opener and closer, and it's just it's bad because it came out well after the TV show had been canceled. Okay, um, so it technically isn't part because this was supposed to be a trilogy. Yes, it is. So, no, it is. It is the third part. Oh, it is. Okay. It, it is the third third uh, entry into the into the series, but much like Bordello of Blood, the connective tissue is tenuous at best. Right. Um, Literally, what is it? The key shows up again. It pretty much. I, I think that's what it was. That was the yeah. only connection. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's awful. It's really bad. Like it was one of those things. I guess it was it was talked about and it was filmed uh i don't think originally when it was filmed it had any connection with tales from the crypt and they decided to like shoehorn tales from the crypt in and make it the third in the trilogy it was just it's it's bad okay cuz <laughs> i remember after, like when demon knight came out they were talking about oh no this is one of three that are going to come out and then when yep. bordello of blood came out it just they went never mind yeah and that was it, it bombed so hard yeah, it's bombed so hard <laughs> Because everyone was expecting, okay, something like Demon Knight again. Yay! And then, nope. And so <laughs> that's, okay, so that makes more sense that they probably had a, a movie that was like, okay, hey, we can make this a Tales from the Crypt movie. Let's just throw this in here. Well, and to be, to be fair, that's kind of what happened with this. Because this was a script that was kicking around Hollywood for a while. And it's also the first of, uh, the, the first Tales from the Crypt anything that didn't wasn't based on an EC comic story. Now, granted, the Three Little Pigs animated episode of Tales from the Crypt also isn't based on an EC Comics thing, but this came out before that. And so this is the first time that Tales from the Crypt did that, where they they had an entire uh, story not based on an original EC comic. So this was a, a Hollywood script that they then added Tales from the Crypt onto it. So it kind of makes sense that they did that with Ritual, but it's sad the way it worked out <laughs> so this is one of those movies that has a very large cast so we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it here um we have Geraldyn played by she who will not be named uh, <laughs> she, she was in uh, a different world menace to society the nutty professor scream to uh the matrix films from reloaded on up 
Um, and, that, and you know, lots of television for television shows. Oh, I've seen some of those. Okay, maybe I just yeah. don't remember her in them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Scream Two. She gets killed in front of the crowd, and that's you know, right. Is very dramatic about it. <laughs> uh, we have Cordelia, played by Brenda Bake. She was in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Death Spa. If you guys have never seen that, that's a fun horror movie. Uh, the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior, Under Siege Two, Trucks, Charmed, and Supernatural. Uh, Irene, played by CCH Pounder. She was in Quantum Leap, The Cosby Show, RoboCop 3, The X-Files, Face Off, Orphan, and the Avatar films. And face it, who doesn't love CCH Pounder? Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she, right. She's just in everything. You have yeah, to it, love her. <laughs> she's probably the best character in the movie. Oh, come on. We also got Uncle <laughs> Willie. You, 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 can't, you can't diss my boy Dick Miller like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, she might be a little bit cooler. No, I, I do like her character a lot in this movie. But speaking of Tricky Dick, we got Uncle Willie, played by Dick Miller. Now, I only put the movies uh, that we've covered out of his, because <laughs> he's in so, everything. So the 700 uh, we've already covered? Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so far, surprisingly, we didn't cover that many of his. I was I was kind of shocked. Uh, the Howling, Twilight Zone, the movie, Gremlins 1 and 2, and Chopping Mall. Those are the only ones we've covered with Dick Miller so far. Um, but he is in everything. <laughs> that guy just shows up in everything in the 80s and 90s. Uh, then we have Roach, played by Thomas Hayden Church. He was in Tombstone, Wings, Monkey Bone, Sideways, Spider-Man 3, Hellboy, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, then we have Sheriff Tupper, played by John Chuck. He was in Murder, She Wrote, Golden Girls, Dick Tracy, The Monsters Today, and Law and & Order. He I'm going to argue on the, well, uh, the Thomas Hayden Church. I knew the, he was going to. On the, uh, <laughs> those, no Way Home. Those were all... Cut scenes. <laughs> They're cut scenes, yes. He did not act in that movie. He he gets credit for it, but yes, you are correct. It, he it, got it, he got paid. That's all of that. He got paid. He, he did get paid. He got he got paid for it. Yeah. But he didn't do a damn thing in that movie. I am sad that we never got more of a Lobster Johnson story with him playing Lobster Johnson, because that, oh, that, that that little that little stinger had me excited. Oh, <laughs> I know. Because he he looked like freaking um um Mike Mignola drew him. <laughs> like the, when he was all done up like Lobster Johnson, I was like, "Holy shit! It looks like the art came to life. It's amazing." But uh, yeah, Sheriff Tupper he played um, he played Herman Munster in that that Munsters Today TV show that came out. Nobody watched that. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> Omay, I know you watched it, so call out. Uh, then we have Wally Einfield played by Charles Fleischer. Uh, we've seen him in A Nightmare on Elm Street. He was also in Back to the Future Two, Dick Tracy, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And another great Tales from the Crypt episode, Werewolf Concerto. Uh, then we have Danny, played by Ryan O'Donohue, who was in Toy Story, Batman Beyond, A Bug's Life, and Iron Giant. Basically, he does a lot of voice work. Bob Martell, played by Gary Farmer. He's in Police Academy, Friday the 13th, the series, Blood Quantum, which I would love to get on here one of these days. And my current favorite television show, Reservation Dogs. He's fucking hilarious on that. So if you guys Wait, haven't he seen Reservation Dogs. What's that? He plays a he plays a captain in Police Academy, right? In one of them, yeah, yeah. Now, and and it's um, and say, and have you seen Blood Quantum, Maurice? I know Susie. I know you and I have talked about this. Yeah. No. Oh, dude, it it's worth your time. Real really good zombie flick. Um, and then Reservation Dogs. I know I keep talking about how great it is, but seriously, I I fucking love that show. Um, then we have Breaker, played by William Sadler. This dude is in everything. But uh, he was in Roseanne, Hard to Kill, uh, Die Hard, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Of course, he was, you know, death. 
Freaked, The Shawshank Redemption, uh, The Green Mile, The Mist, The Hills Run Red, which is another movie I want on here. VFW, another movie I want on here. <laughs> and a couple uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes. He was in uh, The Man Who Was Death and The Assassin. Then we have The Collector, played by Billy Zane, who we just saw in Critters. Uh, he was in Murder, She Wrote, Twin Peaks, Tales from the Crypt, Well-Cooked Hams, The Phantom, and Titanic. And well, then you, course, just, you just leave the Back to the Future movies out? Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was barely in it. <laughs> um, then we have The Crypt Keeper, played by John Kassir. Uh, p- pretty much pick a, pick a 90s or 2000s cartoon, and he was in it. <laughs> like, two did voices for everything. Um, he's also a really awesome dude. Like, if you ever get a chance he to meet is. a convention, he's he's good time. And, and, me then, and, Josh, and me and Josh will tell you firsthand, he'll remember you if you meet him again. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Because <laughs> I met him at Niagara Falls Con, and then I met him again at Nickel City. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, he actually remembered me and Josh's names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the wow. Thing. Yeah, he remembered our, he's like, oh, hey, because it was like a year later. Yeah. And he was I, like, oh, hey, Josh, Don, how you guys doing? He, like, he, did, he didn't remember my name, but he pointed at me and went, We've met. And I went Nickel City or uh, at uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con in Canada. He goes, yeah, OK. So because I got all excited when I saw him in, in Niagara Falls and I made a big deal out of it. So that's probably why he remembered. He's like, hey, you're that crazy fat guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you must have been with me. No, that was when I went and I tabled with Ben. Yeah, that was so when, w- when we were doing the Niagara Falls Comic Con. So I would have been the crazy fat guy. <laughs> And then uh, last but not least, we have the slasher played by John Larroquette, um, who we would know from Night Court, Stripes, Cat People, The Twilight Zone, the movie, Life Force. And of course, he's the narrator for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. But uh, so for anyone who is. You just leave out Richie Rich. Why don't you just leave out Richie Rich? (laughs) Because fuck Richie Rich. That's why. (laughs) Who wants to watch Richie Rich? (laughs) Fuck him. Don. Apparently, I like that movie. I've, seen it, I've seen it like twice. Oh, I hate that. I I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> My oh. mom likes it. <laughs> My mom says it's cool. <laughs> no, really. My mom does like that movie. I, I honestly, I, I saw it like once back when it came out and I hated it. <laughs> My mom's favorite movie is also The Day After Tomorrow. So, oof. Another one yeah. I've only watched once. <laughs> But uh, so for anyone listening to this has never seen this, the basic plot is demons hunt down the last of seven keys to the universe in order to take it over and thrust all life into everlasting darkness. All that stands in their way is a small band of misfits and the blood of Christ. So it's a it's an interesting religious horror film. But I have some questions about that. But anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some definite like, why did that happen? Well, there, things, there's almost like I don't want to get into a whole religious conversation here, but there's almost like Gnostic belief, uh, like a little bit of Gnosticism in, in, in what they're talking about. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the whole <clears throat> Gnostic belief system, but it it kind of falls in line. We will. We could talk about it off off the show. I don't want to get into religion on the show, but it's it's, it's well, rather, too late. No, yeah, it, it, it's, it's rather interesting. <laughs> But uh, we open with one of the best openings ever, as it's the traditional Tales from the Crypt opening. Seriously, my favorite opening to a television show. So, uh, yeah, well, we're going to we're going to get to those. I was going to say we cut to a woman in her undies covered in blood talking on the phone with her lover about how 
how she uh, murdered her husband and can't wait for the two of them to spend all of his money. And she's all squishy. I was just going to say, she says the line, just thinking about, just thinking about it gets me all hot and squishy. I was like, ew. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have much rather moist. Yeah, oh, like, ew. I don't know what is worse. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the way she said squishy is just like, ugh. like it doesn't, I don't know. That does nothing for me there. But well, because... does wait, does squishy do things for you other times? Um, don't answer that. I mean, it depends on context. <laughs> but we oh, got no, this squishy. There's <laughs> squishy toys, like stress balls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> mm, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> So we cut to the basement and we see her husband bubbling away in a bloody vat of acid. Then cut back to wifey in the tub and we get damn titties. And those were some flotation devices. Cause those damn. Those were definitely fake damn titties. Yeah, th those were not real. <laughs> she, she didn't have to worry about drowning. Those were definitely 90s fake titties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were just like rock hard. We see her zombified husband grab an axe and come upstairs. He goes to kill her, she screams, and then we hear the Crypt Keeper yell, cut. Uh, he goes on to yell at the monster played by John Larroquette, telling him that he's no Gory Cooper. He's not even a Robert Dedford. <laughs> I, I love the Crypt Keeper so much. But he says, <laughs> he goes, another take like that, and it'll be back to bit parts for you, and I won't say what bits I'm talking about. I was like, man, I just miss him and his shenanigans. But he then breaks the fourth wall, as he's apt to do, and introduces the movie to us. So cue filter, the film opens with a car chase. We see uh, Breaker being followed by the collector along a, or a, along a long and lonely road at night. Eventually, Breaker runs out of gas and makes a stand. He pulls over and begins shooting at the collector. The collector's car catches fire, and it's clear he's going to ram him. So Breaker jumps out of the window and gets away just in time before the cars collide in a, in ex a glorious 90s explosion. Because <laughs> it's a 90s movie and things must go boom. But Breaker quickly hobbles away from the scene. He rips off his glove and looks at his hand. We see a tattoo of seven stars on his palm. The stars glow as one moves into place in a circle around, like a circle formation around his palm. More on that later. Breaker heads into the town, which is Wormwood, New Mexico. And heads over to a diner where he tries to steal a car, but gets caught by Danny, the lost Hanson brother. <laughs> um, tell me he didn't look like he belonged in Hanson Mop. <laughs> Was Hanson even a thing though at this time? I don't remember 95? I feel like they were or like Yeah, Mbop came out in 95 yeah, I was going to say because I, re I, remember, I remember delivering my papers and that was still a thing because I used to have the little radio Walkman and I remember listening to Kiss 98.5 and that coming out and me being like no! Change the I, station. I actually just looked it up. It didn't come out till 97. 97. So I was, wow. I was, yeah, okay. So I was a teenager doing my paper out still. I hadn't paper out until I was 20. So makes sense. But anywho. So Danny screams for his dad that there's someone outside trying to steal your car. Uh, Breaker hightails it out of there as Danny's parents and Roach come running out to see what's going on. Breaker takes a moment. Oh, good. Every time they say Roach, I think of Witcher 3. Come, Roach. Roach <laughs> is the horse. I still have to play the Witcher games. Oh, so good. 
that I I have the first two on my computer. I've just never played them. I got them when they were like dirt cheap on Steam, and it's just like they're kind of sitting in my file, like waiting to be played. One day, but uh, Breaker takes a moment to catch his breath and runs into good old Dick Miller, aka Uncle Willie. I think it's funny that his name is Dick and he's playing a character named Willie, and you know both are for Dick. So, oh, um, it's sure. Richard. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure that was done on purpose. Oh, I'm sure. It also gets confusing because there's Willie and Wally. <laughs> there's like, this is true. But well, they always refer to him as Uncle Willie, so I guess it, you know. Yeah, it just seems weird that the the two W names. Well, but Wally's the, the one I love. Yes, he's and he he gets he gets taken out pretty quick. So. Yeah, it's okay. But the two chat for a moment and share a drink. Breaker asks if he knows anywhere that he could bed down for the night, and Uncle Willie tells him, "It just so happens I do." So we cut to the cops investigating the car crash, uh, and <laughs> they're sure no one survived because there's just burning wreckage. And then out comes old Billy Zane asking if they saw the guy he was chasing. <laughs> <laughs> The cops are understandably confused, and I love how the collector just writes it off by going, airbags, gotta love them. Did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> well, every everything in this in this dialogue is great. He's like, well, I'm sure you can't give him a ticket now, but if you'd like, you can shoot the ashes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, see, that's the thing I was having such a hard time with making the notes for this movie, is there's so many funny lines of dialogue in it. Like it's and everything the collector says, like literally every line he has, I crack up. It's it's just like, damn, it's there's so much good writing in this. But he explains that the man he's chasing is very dangerous. And if he's in their town, then they have a problem. He convinces them that they need to move and find Breaker. Cut to Breaker and Willie headed to a motel that used to be an old church. Breaker looks down at his hand tattoo and the final star moves into place, completing the circle. Breaker tells Willie, this is just the place I've been looking for. They head inside, and we meet Cordelia, Irene, Gerilyn, and Wally. Irene runs the place. Cordelia is the Wally. local prostitute. <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why that startled me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, whew, yeah, so uh, Irene runs the place. Cordelia is the local prostitute. Gerilyn is a worker on a work release program for prison, and Willie is a postal worker who has just been fired from his job. No, Wally. Wally, sorry. Yep. See, and, I told you and, I was going to get confused. And he's Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Wait, and he what? And he's, he's Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Irene tells Breaker that she never rents short term to strangers, or she never rents short term or to strangers. Breaker pulls out a wad of cash, and she tells him she can make an exception. And Cordelia is eyeballing that ball of cash, too. So he signs the guest book as Mr. Smith and is shown to his room. Now, I love how Irene is like, you know, she she already raises an eyebrow when he says his name is Mr. Smith. She's like, mm-hmm, okay. So she Amateur clearly don't move, trust. Right? Honest. Amateur move. Oh, absolutely. Use Jones. Everyone <laughs> uses Smith. You go with Jones. Doug Jones. <laughs> Oh, man. So we get a few quick moments where Wally is telling Cordelia and Irene about how he lost his job at the post office uh, from from some missing mail that he swears he has no idea what happened to. We'll find out more about that later. Uh, Cordelia asked Jerry Lynn if her sheets are done yet, and she asked her to bring them up to her room. Geraldine complains that she can't get everything done around there, and Wally offers to go get them for Cordelia. There's also Damn a line where she goes, yeah, I was say, there's also a line where she goes, I couldn't get all the stains out of them sheets either. <laughs> she goes, Damn guacamole. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, guacamole. If it's, if yeah. it's green, it ain't guacamole like that. Like ah. she needs, yeah, she needs to go to a doctor if it's yeah. green. Considering what we see her and Roach doing later, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some shenanigans involving guacamole. It could be battery acid. You're right. That, well, they could have just been like, "We're gonna make a bed taco." Like they could have been doing some weird shit. Ew. Yeah. Ew, ew. Ew. Let me churn your guacamole butter. Well, think about what Roach says later. Oh he, God, no, asks, I don't wanna. He asks her about the panties and says, "I want pieces of panty on my salad later." So it's like, he's fucking weird. <laughs> like, there's some shit going. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had some kink with guacamole. That means he's going to eat her ass while her panties are still on, tossing salad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but... Sorry, I, we got we to gotta move along. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't with the guac anymore. <laughs> guac is well, 95 you know extra. You know why? You know why? Because it's squishy. Uh... <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we figured out what I'm going to be talking about the whole time. Okay. <laughs> so w- Wally clearly has a thing for Cordelia. Cordelia feels bad for Wally and suggests to Irene, maybe I should give him a freebie. And I love Irene. She goes, just what he needs. Someone else screwing him. I'm like wah, wah. <laughs> So back to the cops and the collector driving into town. They're asking what the hell happened. The collector explains that Breaker is a thief. And he stole something extremely important, but won't tell them what it is. Uh, They get a call about someone trying to steal the car from the diner, and they head there. Back at the motel, Breaker is enjoying a dinner of green slop and ketchup. Maybe Guacamole! I was going to say, it's leftover (laughs) guacamole. (laughs) Right from the poop shoot. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's disgusting. Um, So an important thing happens here, and also a setup for a joke. So Cordelia tells Breaker to hurry up and finish eating and she'll take care of dessert and climbs up on the table. Suddenly, Cleo the cat jumps up on the table as well and Irene yells, get that pussy off the table and Cordelia jumps off. (laughs) 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 Which Irene goes, I meant the cat. But we find out here that Gerilyn put out the cat and somehow she got back in. So that's the part I was saying that was going to be important later. So a car pulls up, Breaker gets nervous, and uh, something Irene takes note of, but it's Roach from the diner, there to get it on with Cordelia and eat her panties. <laughs> um, why am I picturing fruit roll-ups? Well, because he does mention that they're cherry-flavored, so it's the edible. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. But they head upstairs uh, right as Wally is bringing up Cordelia's sheets, and Irene tells him to leave him by the door. She'll be needing, she'll be needing new sheets soon enough. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I missed a part where, yeah, Roach tells them about the attempted car theft and how the cops showed up, which caused them to be late. The entire time, Breaker couldn't look more guilty, and Irene is taking notice of that. Um, and then, yeah, they go upstairs, and we hear the panty line. Uh, Irene takes the phone and goes to make a call. Cut to the cops and the collector at the diner. They get a call from the station saying that Irene called about the guy they're looking for, so that now they're on their way to the motel. Back at the motel, the group is stuck listening to Cordelia and Roach hump upstairs while they attempt to make small talk. Uh, we find out Gerilyn was in jail for stealing. As, you know, Breaker's like, I'm not passing judgment. I'm just curious what you were in for. The cops and the collector show up, and this entire sequence is just fucking fantastic. 
Billy Zane, like, he just, he kills this role as the collector. So the cops want to talk to Breaker. The collector warns him. He goes, watch out, Sheriff. He's armed. <laughs> he just grabs Jerry Lynn and holds her at knife point. And he goes, told you. Like, <laughs> I love the way he just calmly talks about this. So the cops yell at Breaker to drop the knife. He threatens to kill Jerry Lynn. And the whole time the collector's like, I know this man. He's not going to do it. Just don't worry about it. He ain't going to do it. <laughs> Eventually, Breaker caves and lets Jerry Lynn go. The cops cuff him. They check his ID. And I, I love this little moment where uh, the sheriff throws the, the wallet to Bob. And he just completely misses it. It just, like, hits him in the face and lands on his shoulder. <laughs> not only does he miss it, he fumbles for, like, five minutes. Then it falls. <laughs> So they tr- they check Breaker for what the collector is looking for, and it's not there. The collector tells him that it must have he must have stashed it somewhere in the hotel. Tells him that it's an old relic in the shape of a key. Bob goes upstairs to search Breaker's room and finds nothing. However, in the next door, he finds Cordelia and Roach, and Cordelia zapping Roach's nipples with a car battery. <laughs> I love it because Bob interrupts. He's like. Get down! Da- get down here now! He's like, turn it off. My nipples are smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob brings him downstairs, and he's very excited to talk about what he saw. The sheriff wants to hear nothing about it. He's like, it was like a tune-up in a lube job. <laughs> I was fucking roaring, but <laughs> they're ready to haul Breaker in. But the collector tells him that he would like to find what was stolen first. So they tell Breaker to uh, to talk, otherwise he's going to cool his heels in a jail for a while. And then, because the script says so, Uncle Willie goes, hey, I know where it is. Uh. <laughs> he goes, I watched him stash it, and I didn't even realize it. And he reaches Snitch. under the table. What's that? Snitches get stitches. Well, well, he does. Well, that'll happen later. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so, Uncle Willie reaches under the table and pulls out the key. Um, and, and then this is where, like, we, we see the key is filled with something. The collector asks, he goes, oh, look at that. He's filled it with something awful. Will you just dump that out there before you put it in the case? So Uncle Willie goes to pour it out right as uh, the sheriff gets a phone call and then grabs the key from Willie, telling him that uh, it turns out that both cars were stolen, so the collector's coming with them as well. Uh, the collector goes, you're making a big mistake, and he goes, I've made worse and he goes, listen, if, if you like, like the man said, if you knew who I was and the sheriff goes, we'll find out soon enough. And he goes, well, why wait? And then he just turns and punches the sheriff clean through the face. <laughs> I fucking love that, that effect scene. His arm goes all the way through his head. And then he's like wrestling with the body like shit. How do I get it off my arm? Oh, my God. It's fantastic. So while that's happening, Bob fumbles with his gun. Breaker gets the keys for the cuff, the cuffs, and goes to grab the key from the sheriff. Uh, goes to grab the relic from the sheriff. The collector tears the sheriff's head off, <laughs> head still on his arm, and punches Breaker with it. He then throws the head at Bob, saying, "Heads up!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Breaker gets the key from the, er, as the collector grabs him, and he holds the key to the collector's face. It glows red and burns him. The collector hisses and jumps out the window. This is one of my favorite parts in the movie. The collector yells at him, humans, you're not worth the flesh you're printed on. Then he rips his hat and coat up saying, fuck this cowboy shit. You fucking ho-dunk, po-dunk, well, them there, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, I sense the Beetlejuice vibe there. (laughs) It really was. Little bet. Oh, my God. 
But he tells them that if they had just given him the key, they would have gotten on with their lives. But nope, now the property is condemned. And he cuts his hand open and starts throwing glow stick juice all around the property. Right? It's reanimator juice. It's well, reanimation I, juice. <laughs> see, clearly he was, hang, he was hanging out with Charlie Band. Because right. anyone who hangs out with Charlie Band gets glow stick juice on him, like we discussed in Ghoulies and Reanimator. So he's hucking the demon juice around. And slowly from the bubbling, glowing piles, we get these demon bodies like growing out of it. Which look amazing. Yeah, they the really do. I, and these, I also love- these were like some of the scariest things I've ever seen. Not that they actually scared me. But- oh, no. But <laughs> well, the puppet work was great on them, like when they were yeah. forming. I also love how Billy Zane goes to kiss the one <laughs> and he gets like the slime trail and has this look of like, eh, that's gross. <laughs> but the lights in the motel go out and the demons disappear. Breaker warns everyone to get away from the window and he runs to get the sheriff's gun. I love how no one listens and they crowd around the window looking. <laughs> and then Wally's like, what's that smell? As a demon jump scare happens. <laughs> womp womp. So Breaker loads the gun as the demons start crashing through the windows uh, and grabbing random patrons. He then starts shooting the the demons' eyes out, which cause electricity to fire out of their eyes as they die. So much like the xenomorph, they have like that, ah, you kill me, I'm going to try to kill you too. Because the xenomorphs have the acid blood, they have electric eyes. (laughs) So more of them try to come in the door, but Breaker spills some of the liquid from the key on the doorframe and creates a barrier that the demons can't cross. Gerilyn and Uncle Willie try to run out the back and get grabbed by another demon. Breaker throws his knife at it, stabbing it in the eye. He then kicks it out the window, or kicks it back out the door, and pours uh, pours more blood around the doorway, creating another barrier. The demon tries to jump through it and is instantly killed. Roach and Cordelia try to leave, in spite of Wally and Irene telling them not to. A demon goes to attack, and Roach throws Cordelia at it like the asshole he is and runs back inside. Wally grabs Bob's gun and runs outside, shooting the demon multiple times. It just laughs at him. Breaker screams, the eyes, get the eyes. And then Wally shoots the eyes out, killing it, but the electric zap gets Wally, knocking him out. Breaker and Cordelia drag him inside. I love how in 90s flicks, everyone is just like a crack shot with a gun. Always. And and they don't run out of ammo. Oh, well, they (laughs) never run. They they still don't run out of ammo and, and, and stuff, but... I mean, like, in the 90s, anyone could pick up a gun and just literally get someone in the eyes. Like, come on. But I love, you know what, I here, here's my question. Um, you They drag Wally across that door. He didn't clear up that blood smear? Oh. <laughs> ah, that's a good catch. I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, later we see they can wipe it up. Yeah. That is a damn good catch. I never noticed that. <laughs> so. But I, it's because, yeah, the, the door is clearly still a barrier because the collector walks up. I love it. He just walks into the barrier and gets zapped and kind of just like holds his nose. He's like, oh, come on, Breaker. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Breaker shuts the door in his face. But we also get a line here that I absolutely fucking hate. Irene asks Breaker, what the hell are those things? Demons or something? And he says, worse, demons. Like, isn't that what she just said? <laughs> it drives me crazy every time I watch it. It's <laughs> almost like I don't like the sound of that sound. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Lost in Space movie. Uh, <laughs> not that I don't like your movie. Oh, oh, that I line don't. is stupid. Okay. I don't, I, I don't like your movie. 
<laughs> oh, man. So Breaker explains to the group that they need to stick together and make it through the night. He tells them that there's only two things that can they can use against them. The blood and the key or anything that can destroy their eyes to free their tortured souls. And because you have to have this in a siege horror movie, Roach wants to go against Breaker. You know, you need that one selfish asshole who suggests they throw him and the key out to the demons and give them what they want instead of sticking together. Breaker tells them the demons will kill them anyway, so they have no choice but to stick together. Gerilyn laments that her cat is outside and she needs to go get it. Breaker tells her, you go out, you stay out. And Roach says, what are you going to do, shoot us? And Breaker responds with, right between the eyes. He then goes upstairs to seal the rest of the windows. End of act one. What are you guys thinking? I'm here for it. It's a wild ride. (laughs) What about you? Oh, I was going to say, at this point, I'm thinking, how has he not run out of blood yet? (laughs) Well, remember, (laughs) he he has to refill it. And uh, if he's on the run, he might have just not been making barriers. Like, I think he's using it now because he knows this is this is where he's got to make his last stand. So that's kind of how I always interpreted it was that he wasn't using the blood constantly, that he was just like kind of on the run. Or is he cutting himself and filling it? That I mean, <laughs> hey, we, we never we never see him with his coat off. He might be it's, a cutter. We don't know. I think he's a cutter. <laughs> that that makes sense. What about you, Maurice? I know you said you were kind of lukewarm on this movie. What are you thinking after that opening? No, I mean it's 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 fun. It's just it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I I personally love how chaotic the opening is, and that once it starts rolling, it just doesn't stop. Like it just keeps on moving. But Act Two, we see Breaker is sealing the windows upstairs, and he sees a stained glass window with a cross on it. He has a vision of the past. We see Golgotha, uh, Christ, and the two thieves hang on the cross. A man stands before them with the key. One of the demons comes to him. The man goes to hand him the key and is struck by lightning. The man screams. Then we cut to Gerilyn comes to see if Breaker is okay, and he snaps out of his vision. He apologizes to her about the cat and for holding her at knife point. She tells him the (laughs) funny thing is that, you know, she knew he wasn't going to hurt her. She just had a feeling about him. She asks uh, who he really is, and he tells her, I'm just an old man who's running out of time. They finish, finish sealing up the building and uh, clean up the remains of Sheriff Tupper, which I love that because it was just like his exploded face sitting on his belly. <laughs> I was like, that's just gory. But Irene and Gerilyn go to make some coffee and boom, Cleo shows up again. Breaker tries to check and see if the cat's possessed and Gerilyn, and he tells Gerilyn animals aren't immune. You know, they can be possessed just like humans can. But for some reason, she refuses to let him test and just kind of like throws the cat. I was like, you dick. (laughs) Why do that? So then, of course, they have to chase Cleo down to the basement. I mean, I I get it. There's stories got a story. Movies got a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, upstairs, Roach tries to convince Wally to help him steal the key from Breaker and give it to the demons. Cordelia interrupts him and tells him that he's caused enough trouble. Roach gets Cordelia to come back, come up to her room with him. Uh, he then slaps her and threatens her to stay out of his way. Otherwise, you know, he's going to hurt her more. Just in case we didn't already hate Roach enough. What? He's a nice guy. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. How can you hate Lou from Wings? Because <laughs> he likes to have, you know, panties in oh, a salad. Yeah. <laughs> salad and he, panties. And he does weird shit with guacamole. Um. <laughs> That's not how you use guacamole. Poopamole. Oh, no. It's because it's squishy. 
<laughs> oh man so back in the basement they they catch the cat breaker touches it with the key and we see the cat is fine however we find out how the cat got in there's an old mine shaft entrance in the basement like how would irene not know about that like well, hey let's let's think about it because she completely forgets what's anywhere in this house because she forgot about the steeple that's true <laughs> the little the little attic steeple that's right yeah but it's like, yeah, there, there's a fucking entrance into your house. Like, I feel like you would lose a lot of heat that way. I'm surprised she doesn't know where her room is. <laughs> <laughs> but back in Cordelia's room, the collector whispers to her, telling her all the things she wants to hear, making her feel loved. She lets her guard down and he's able to possess her. Wally comes to see Cordelia and she tells him that she knows that he's always loved her. And he admits, you know, that, yeah, she's right. He has always loved her. And then she kisses him. Cut to the folks in the basement. Everyone wants to, to use the mine shaft to escape. Breaker tells him it's too risky. He says, trust me, you're safer in the house. And cue Wally screaming from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Wally dumb. <laughs> the group runs upstairs to find Demon Cordelia ripping Wally apart. She tackles Breaker. He drops the key. A little bit of blood spills, creating a barrier at the top of the stairs. Irene grabs the key, and, well, Geraldine grabs the key, and then Irene gets it from her, and she goes to touch the demon with the key, but instead it grabs her arm and breaks it completely off. That that scene is fucking gnarly. <laughs> like, that was an intense scene. Breaker grabs the shotgun, blasts the demon in the back of the head, blowing its eyes clean out of its head. <laughs> then you see the eyes, like, squirming on the ground, <laughs> and he has to shoot them again to kill the demon. We cut to the group patching up Irene. And I love it because the whole time she's just like moaning and, and upset. And then Geraldine pours the vodka on her arm. And she's like, oh, she give it to me. Give it to me. And she takes the bottle and starts drinking. It's like, Jesus, I'm coming. <laughs> so Irene is still bleeding. And they're worried that if they don't get her help soon, she's going to bleed out. The group decides they're going to take their chances in the mines in spite of Breaker's warnings. In the basement, Roach is pounding on the boards, covering the mine entrance with a sledgehammer. And as he hits it, Breaker starts seeing, like, he starts seeing another vision. Uh, we're back at Golgotha. We see the spike being driven into, into Christ's hand. Technically, it should have been the wrist, but, you know, whatever. Um, the demon reaches for the key. Uh, we see, the, like, the thief going to hand the key to the, the demon. But the blood from Christ falls on the demon, and it recoils in pain. The thief then fills the key with the blood. So back in the present, they head into the mines. Breaker reluctantly follows, but not before creating another seal at the entrance of the, the mine shaft. Um, in the mines, they find little Danny from the diner, along with Danny's parents, who are now possessed. <laughs> the, the group run back into the basement with Danny. Breaker kills Danny's mom, and they get, you know, they get all back into the basement. Danny's dad and a few other demons stop at the barrier, unable to cross. But Roach, in all of his wisdom, decides to shoot at his former boss with a shotgun. Not only he's the smartest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not only killing the demons, but breaking the seal in the process, letting the demons inside. Doesn't he talk about, like, a $4 difference? or Min Minimum wage. Keep he said, minimum yeah. wage. Yeah, he said this is for, for four years of minimum wage, you asshole. Four years of minimum wage. <laughs> and then he blows and he the can afford a hooker every night? Damn, what was minimum wage back then? How much were hookers back then? I think he was just sleeping in his car. That's like, 
he didn't have much overhead. But uh, the group runs upstairs, just barely escaping the demons. And I love it because once they get upstairs, there's the comment of, at least we're all in one piece. And then they look at Irene. Sorry, Irene. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, that's okay. The vodka's kicking in. (laughs) But Breaker checks. Oh, good. I was going to say, here's my question, because he's about to check Danny. How did Danny get past that seal then? If he was, was... exactly. That's yeah. one of those things. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, no, that would have that would have explained it right there. Yeah. But yeah, so he got he... past two seals, not just one, two. <laughs> Break Breaker's a little paranoid at this point, so he checks Danny to make sure he's not possessed. Like you said, we find out that you know he's fine uh, at the moment, and that they're pretty much screwed on ammo. They're down to a few rounds, and the shotgun shells are downstairs. We now get another breaker flashback where we see him in World War One fighting demons. Uh, we see another sh- another soldier who's dying. He's got a big old gash in his wrist. He pulls out the key and fills it with his blood. He hands it to Breaker, and once Breaker touches the key, he gets the visions of Golgotha and the thief, and the soldier tells him, you're the one Breaker. So basically, we see how, how the mantle was passed on to him. We now get the requisite parlor scene as Breaker explains to the group what he knows. He says that he didn't ask for any of this. He thought they would be safe when he came here since there were only five people. He tells them there needed to be seven. There are rules. It all has to line up. He goes on saying, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. The earth was a formless void and the darkness covered the face of the deep. But the darkness wasn't empty. It was full of creatures, full of demons. And they have seven keys formed into a circle to focus the power of the cosmos into their hands until God stepped forth and said, let there be light. And there was light. And, that's, and he scattered the demons, and he scattered the keys all across the universe. Then we fast forward about two or three millennia, or, sorry, two or three million millennia. Now the demons are back. They've got six of the keys, and one day they find the seventh key here on Earth. To save it, God filled it with the blood of a carpenter who was being crucified by the Romans and gave it to a thief named Sirach. They all look shocked, realizing it's the blood of Christ and the key. Breaker tells them that the blood gets used and it needs to be refilled. Sirach filled it. Sirach uh, filled it after he got a bad talon wound to the neck, and most of what's uh, in the the key now is from a soldier named Dick, Dickerson. He gave it to him in France in August on August twenty third, nineteen seventeen. Willie asks, "What happens when you run out of blood?" Breaker tells him, "They bring back the darkness." Just and he goes, "Just like that." And he goes, "Just like that." The band so, of darkness. Yes, they believe in a thing called love as well. you guys are getting so high the microphone isn't even catching it anymore <laughs> it's just going like <laughs> so he goes so now you know do you feel better <laughs> this is where act two ends what do you guys well, think here, like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Now he talks about how oh he needed seven, but they have eight now because Danny showed up. So right. doesn't that fuck up the whole thing? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, they 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 would have had more to begin with, wouldn't they? Because there was let me see. There was Breaker, uh, Geraldine, Irene, Wally, Cordelia, and Uncle Willie, and then the two cops showed up. So that would be and well, sorry, Roach showed up. That was seven. Then the two oh. cops showed up. That's eight and nine. You well, know. Let me check into my uh, satanic book. Real okay. <laughs> yeah, look that up. <laughs> let me get. Let me consult the the skin. Can, the ne- consult <laughs> the Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, I, I think what he meant was like when when all of this started, like there was only five, and then after that there was seven. It was like, oh shit, now we hit we haven't there's always like once Roach gets there, they have enough people at all times to be the seven. So because even once people start dying, there's still at least seven people. Um, and then until, you know, till now. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I personally, like I said, I really like this movie, uh, but this sequence makes me wonder, like, is this kind of, I mean, yeah, there's definitely Christian, you know, ideas in here, but there's also seemingly Gnostic ideas in here, which makes me curious. I, I would love to see like where, like where the writer was coming from with the with the storyline for this. Gnocchis? Gnostic. <laughs> but wouldn't you love if like these Christian movies like Is God Dead, you know, be more like this? <laughs> <laughs> I've honestly never seen Is God Dead. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if that's the actual title. Or God's uh, Not Dead. That's it. So, that's something it. like that. Yeah, I've never seen that. And then there's like God's Not Dead too, And God's Also Not Dead. And God's... The God Must Be Crazy 3. Hey, the, God, now the, gods, <laughs> the Gods Must Be Crazy is a damn good movie. Don't be bad. It talk. is. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> what then, I was trying to get to was to make a, a God's Not Dead 2 electric boogaloo joke, and I skipped right over it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Maurice? And then there's God Damn It, He's Dead. <laughs> there's Oh God Part 4. That, oh uh, God, You Devil. <laughs> oh God, You Devil, yeah. <laughs> oh, George Burns. The great collaboration of George Burns and John Denver. Who would have known? <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that movie in forever. But was it, wait, wasn't there two of those? I want to say there was three, but I don't even remember anymore. Oh, well, let's find out. Yeah, I was going to say, damn, that's... <laughs> oh, God, you devil. I haven't... Man, that's, we're talking some old school movies here. But That was a good one. That was a good one. But all right, so act there three. are there are three. There's oh god, oh god, book two, and oh god, you devil. There is three. Oh, okay. That's is is seven heaven sex during this? What saying? Oh what? god, oh god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is nice. this where the titles came from? Yes. <laughs> and let's just keep in mind, George Burns was like in his eighties, probably doing these movies already. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Still probably, smoking oh. a cigar. And still having sex. Yep. A guacamole <laughs> cigar. Oh, oh my God. Witchy. Um, <laughs> so, anywho, back to the movie. <laughs> so, Act 3 opens up. Uh, Gerilyn realizes that Danny is missing from the group. And in the confusion, Roach steals the key from Breaker. The group splits. But why? Up. He's such a good guy. Fuck Roach. <laughs> and his I, weird guacamole ways. Have you ever met or known a, a good person named Roach? <laughs> I, is it the guy from under the stairs named roach yep yeah he is people under the uh, stairs he doesn't count <laughs> i follow him on tiktok but you know <laughs> okay now I'm, I'm derailing us has anyone here watched superstore yes no. i'm actually currently re-watching it okay so then you've seen what happens to him in superstore yes yes <laughs> that was the be like the best reference ever so, like, he's this creepy worker in Superstore, and he ends up dying in the walls. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah. It's the people under the stairs. Like, when me, Jess, and Caleb are watching it, I fucking lost it. And they're both looking at me like I went crazy. And I'm like, no, you don't understand, like, this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. 
But so the group splits up and goes off looking for Danny while Roach hangs back. Geraldine is approached by the collector and he tries to tempt her with promises of fame and fortune and, and threatens to kill her if she doesn't help him. I love it. He goes, has anyone ever told you how pretty you are? I know that sounds like a line. Lord knows I've used it. <laughs> she spits in his face. Um, so basically she turns him down and he threatens once more, telling her that she will give him what she wants or what he wants. Otherwise she'll pay. So eventually uh, they find Willie and Danny up in the attic. Willie is drinking and Danny is reading a Tales from the Crypt comic book because of course he is. Let's face it. Cheap it's the way, the way she delivers the line. Go, Willie, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because he's like, hey, I found the kid. She goes, he probably found you. Wanted to know what the smell was. <laughs> Irene tells Willie to go get Breaker and to bring him up here with the key so they can seal it off. How did the demons not find that? Like, they were finding, they found the mine shaft, they were finding all the windows. Like, wouldn't they have just climbed to the top? Like, they were scaling the walls with no problem. Yeah, as they could fly. If you saw the one, he clearly flew. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he had some crouching tiger hidden dragon wire foo going on. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> there, there's also this great moment where Breaker and Roach are standing at the balcony and Breaker horks a loogie on the demons. And they, like, growl back at him. And Breaker just goes, hey, they hate that. <laughs> like, that cracked me up. So Willie goes looking for Breaker and is tempted by the collector with a room full of half-naked women and booze. Them titties galore. Whole them lot of them titties. Whole lot of fake them titties. Whole lot of titties. <laughs> Got a whole what lot I, of titties. What I always love is that I know they had to shoot of a, a television version of that and it just looks weird without that without the them titties out <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't think i ever saw the television version i have they're just in bikini tops that's it oh. it's literally everything is exactly the same it's just bikini tops oh they, they didn't go full-on showgirls and like ms paint bikinis over top of them they may have <laughs> but i don't think so i think they actually were wearing bikini tops <laughs> i'd have to i'd have to rewatch it on television again well, I like this because the, the collector is is the bartender, and he tells he tells Willie to try one of these, a long hard one, and he goes, "Nothing'll fuck you up faster." So he pours <laughs> him a, a thing of booze. Willie lets you know Willie lets his guard down and starts drinking. So of course Willie gets possessed by uh by the collector. Back in the attic, Bob and Irene find all the missing mail that Wally took, along with a bunch of guns with no ammo, and grenades. He's got a whole like vest of grenades. Uh, so he was planning to take out the post office for Cordelia because, you know, every woman hates the post office. So she'll be super impressed. <laughs> like how like what was the plan here? I'm going to blow this place up. It was all for you. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be around. Right. Like, so, right. It like it's a very odd plan. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> work. So Breaker and Gerilyn find Willie and Danny and Willie attacks Breaker. Back in the attic, the collector tries to tempt Irene. I fucking love this scene. He comes comes marching up the ladder, holding her arm on a platter, and he goes, Hello, I'm your waiter, Skip. Our special today is a lovely poached appendage. Market price, of course. For starters, I recommend the finger food. <laughs> he goes, Watch your arm back, Irene. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. She raises her stump, and he goes, Is that a yes? She goes, No, that's me giving you the finger, asshole. <laughs> I fucking love that scene. So we see Roach trying to get the attention of the collector to cut a deal. While this is going on, Breaker and Geraldine are fighting the possessed Uncle Willie. 
Breaker lops Willie's head off with a machete, but the eyes aren't destroyed, so the body keeps on fighting. And I love it because the, the body falls down at first, and then it gets up and starts attacking Breaker, and he just goes, oh, come on! <laughs> like, what like the he, hell? He should have known. Like, I know, He's right? done this before. Like Literally think... already in this movie, he shot Cordelia's head off and then had to right. shoot the eyes. He knows he's got to do it. He was being lazy. <laughs> but Danny grabs the head and jams it onto a pair of antlers, gouging the eyes out and killing Uncle Willie. But prior to that, I, li- I like it because he he throws a rug over Uncle Willie's head so he can't see. And then Breaker's going, the eyes, and you hear the head going, I heard that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the lines in this are great. So back to Roach and the Collector. The Collector promises to let Roach go, but says they're going to kill the others. Roach couldn't give a fuck. He's like, well, if it makes you feel good, do it. If it makes you feel good, do it. If it makes you happy. I I will readily admit I say that line all the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The the way he delivers it is how I say it. If it makes you feel good, do it. (laughs) And I love this next part because he goes, he's got to mop up that seal first. And he just opens his mouth and lets a sponge roll out and then, like, raises his eyebrows at him. I've heard, I want to know how many takes that took because I'm sure it like flew out of his mouth like a bunch of times. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And like, there's that little moment where after Roach takes the the sponge, where Billy Zane kind of spits. He's like, <laughs> like he had little sponge bits in his mouth. But he mops up the seal, but doesn't uh, pour out the blood. He just hands the key over into the into the case, which will be important a little later. Right, that seems like that seems like it's on the collector on that one. Like, yeah, you've been calling out everybody to pour out that blood, and then you just let Roach put it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you guys going to get it? Movie's Does it matter? Movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because Roach goes to walk past him, and he's like, "You know, this whole hell on earth thing, big fucking deal. I got hemorrhoids." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Via con dios," and he goes, "And a via con diablos to you too, sir." And he goes, "Oh yeah, Roach, one more thing." I lied. And then the demons just, you know, attack him and rip him apart. So, it's such okay. a shame. Such a shame. Roach was such a good guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roach. He's just trying to be helpful. And then they, yeah. So, I, such a shame. I absolutely love this next part. It's one of my favorite parts in the movie. The collector comes up the stairs all happy. And he goes, come on out, everybody. It's time to play. Hello. And then he gets <laughs> shot through the eye with an arrow, and he's like, or not, and just falls off, <laughs> falls off the balcony. Breaker grabs the case with the key, and they run toward the attic. Irene puts on the grenade harness and tells the others to get upstairs. Her and Bob make their final stand as the demons approach. They hold each other hand in hand. Irene pulls the pins, and then boom. Bye-bye, Bob and Irene, and a whole bunch of the lesser demons. Up in the Good attic. Night. Good night, Irene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Up in the attic, Danny is reading a comic, and we we see in like one of the panels, there's like a zombie face, and its eyes open up with like human eyes in it. So clearly, the collector is going to possess the kid. Breaker tells Gerilyn there's only enough blood for one more seal. She tells him to put it on the window. Instead, he pours it on her. She wipes some of it off and uses it to seal the window, asking why he would do that. Breaker tells her of the seven, she's the only one left. She's the chosen one. So of the original seven. That's why I said I don't think Danny counted. Um, Still still bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he gives her the key, or he goes to give her the key, but possessed Danny jumps up and grabs Breaker. We get this awesome back and forth scene where the Tales from the Crypt comic is like the pages are fluttering and it's mirroring what's happening in the sequence. So what was that? Yeah. That was my chair. Did oh. somebody, somebody let out a massive fart. Yeah, no. it, was, it was like, <laughs> it's been a while since my chair talked. It was, it was guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> oh. oh no. Oh, I will call you Squishy and you will be my Squishy. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody wants squishy guacamole farts. That's just that oh. <laughs> oh man. So the onion we... and garlic. Oh no. <laughs> That'll bring a tear to your eye. But so Danny transforms into this big old gross demon and tongue fucks Breaker's belly. Like, what was up with that? Like, he grabbed Breaker by the chest, and then when he turned into the weird giant demon, he just, like, slipped his tongue into his belly and is like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't his blood be affecting him, though? Like, wouldn't right. that? <laughs> That's what I was like. It doesn't make sense. Although, maybe because he, he already handed the, like, or he already passed the mantle. I know he didn't technically well, he hand know, it off. Yeah, he, he said he was going to, but he hadn't, she hadn't. Yeah, he hadn't. And and yeah, his blood still affects it. Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Movie's got a movie. <laughs> oh, it totally does. <laughs> it's okay. But, Danny really didn't bring anything to the story anyways. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Breaker drops the key. The Danny demon goes for it, and Gerilyn kicks him out the window through the barrier, killing him. And again, he explodes because it's the 90s. Um, so Breaker refills the key with his own blood and gives it to Geraldine, passing on the mantle. So yeah, this is where she gets the visions, you know, that Breaker saw. And then when she pulls the key back, she sees the tattoo of the seven stars on her hand. Breaker tells her that when the stars line up, she'll know what to do. He doesn't know how long it'll be. It might be a lifetime. It might be several. But when the day comes, she'll fight and pass the key on just like he did. Breaker then dies and Geraldine, it's now just Geraldine versus the collector. So Breaker's like... <laughs> You'll fight. You'll do what I just did. Blech. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so the collector comes up into the attic and finds Breaker dead. And I, I love there's this moment where he just he looks at Breaker and he slides Breaker's eyes open. I was like, that was a nice touch. I liked that. Well, let's let's not miss the fact that he hovers into the room. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he does. He hovers. Well, because there's no there's no ladder anymore. because They he, blew it he, up. He basically has an elevator that yeah. he takes up there. <laughs> It's and it was it was glowing green, so he just basically flooded the hall with glow stick juice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so he he opens up Breaker's eyes and then he sees Gerilyn covered in blood and comments, "Oh, you must be in exquisite pain." He's like, "Let me help you," and then she grabs his arm and he starts to burn, and she goes, "It's not my blood, asshole." <laughs> he goes, "Ooh, bitch," and then just jumps out of the hallway or jumps out of the the hatch. So the collector uh, runs off and Gerilyn goes to follow. He then grabs her with a shower curtain and throws her in the tub on top of Sheriff Tupper's corpse, which cracked me up because you just see that head in the foreground. like. Bleh. But he, he throws her in the tub and starts washing all the blood off of her. He says, I forget the exact line, but he says something like, I'm sure you're familiar with the line that uh, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. And then he goes, that's the first thing I'm going to change. And starts scrubbing her. She then uh, she goes to hit him with the key, but he grabs her by the wrist and forces her to pour most of the blood out. She stabs him in the eye with the key and then takes a gulp of the blood. Well, he breaks her wrist. Let's get that. 
Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, she's still using it, so it doesn't actually break. But yeah, he grabs it pretty hard. Um, but the collector laughs and tells her that eyeball shit only works on low level demons. I know who makes up all these rules. And then we get this ridiculous fucking scene. Like this is to me, this is the silliest scene in the movie. He drags her down the stairs and starts telling her about how he wants to settle down with her. <laughs> He's like dancing around. He's like, no one ever brought a demon knight to the other side, at least not in one piece. And he's like telling her, like, my parents are going to love you, this, that, that. And then, like, she's not speaking because she's got a mouthful of the blood. And he's like, I notice you're not saying anything. Well, why the hell not? He's like, what's there to say? And he starts getting pissed off and his dick shoots fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just what, what do you expect demons to have down there? Of course they've got a fire penis. It's like, ooh, I feel bad for any any woman that he's with because he's wanting to get with her. Some chicks might be into that. Fire dick. Fire dick. Flamey vagina. <laughs> but Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, Flamunda. Oh, no. Flaming that gives That gives a whole new meaning to, like, the uh the flaming hot Doritos tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't finger bang with flaming hot Cheeto fingers. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm that's just a give me. You'll get like a flaming if... hot taco. Oh, that's awful. I totally lost my place. Okay, yeah. So he's shooting fire at her with his dick. She we made burritos for dinner. <laughs> 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 but. He tells her that, uh, he basically is like, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. He's like, Geraldine, you know, I think that I could really, you, did you ever, me? It's like, what is this? What is the reason for any of this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so confused. But she, he goes on to say, it's like, oh, well, fuck it. He goes, if I can't have your heart, or or he says like, if I can't win you over something like that, I'm going to take your heart anyway. And he pops a claw and goes to like stab her in the chest, but she spits the blood in his face. He begins screaming and bubbling and turns into a big skeleton demon and explodes because again, nineties. So after the smoke clears, we see Geraldine was uh, protected by the blood as she's glowing red, just like the barriers. Some, somehow she was protected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe because she still had a little in her mouth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't, who knows? <laughs> Maybe because she's now the chosen one. Uh, but she spit. She didn't swallow. <laughs> well, I don't know. She had it in her mouth for a long time. She might have swallowed a little bit. <laughs> the next day, she refills. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why that caught me at that moment, but I just thought about it a little more and thought it was hilarious. Oh, man. So the next day, she refills the key with Breaker's blood and leaves. You know, she's in a place that has containers. She probably could have taken more of his blood. This is true. I mean, just he's like, not going to need just it. Just like a Kool-Aid pitcher worth. You know, that's all. <laughs> Get some Tupperware containers. You right. Know. It's fine. Take some of those I'm, liquor bottles they had laying around. You know? right. I'm picturing the Kool-Aid man, like, bursting through a wall the next time demons show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just throwing blood all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So she gets on a bus and seals the entrance to the bus. Uh, At the next stop, we see a new collector. He looks at the doorway and tells the driver, nah, that's okay. I'll get the next one. 
<laughs> the bus drives away. Gerilyn sees the Gerilyn the, and the collector see each other as they drive off. The collector walks along the road, happily whistling the tales from the crypt theme. Let's face it. This new collector is the wish version of Wesley Snipes. You know who he, he reminded me more of fucking Lando. Billy D. Williams. Oh, yeah. did he? he, no, he had... See, every time I saw him, I just see, I think oh, they, they wanted Wesley Snipes and they couldn't get him. <laughs> I, I just, I, I was picturing Billy D. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, he's whistling the, the Tales from the Crypt theme. We pan over to a graveyard where we see flowers on a grave. A hand bursts up from the ground, grabs the flower and drags it all the way down into the crypt with the, for our Crypt Keeper, uh, Crypt Keeper closing segment. The Crypt Keeper tells us that Gerilyn lived happily ever after. She's traveling the world and having a fabulous time. He then heads off to his big scream ear, and we see him walking down the red carpet. And then there's just a guillotine on the carpet. I love how, like, though, when he's walk, like, he gets out of the limo, it's so obvious it's just some, like, little kid they put into a costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to get out of there. Or when he's, like, walking down, they're like, hey, look at me. And he's like, hello, 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 hello. hello. We, we see the guillotine and he goes, I asked for final cut and I got it. He then gets his head lopped off and says, now that's entertainment and laughs. Credits the end. <laughs> but there's a cut scene, not a cut scene, but there's an end credit scene. Oh, you never do that. No. It's, it is him coming up, and he's starting to talk about the next movie, but I don't think it was Bordello of Blood. I think it was whatever their ver- whatever they thought was going to be, you know, the third movie kind was of that, thing. Huh. That wasn't on the rental copy that I rented. I didn't watch my DVD of it. I didn't watch my DVD either. I just didn't have time to dig it out. No, it was on, it was on the Amazon one. I didn't see it. What the hell? Because I fast-forwarded yeah. to the end. Was it, like, in the middle of the credits? or? No, it's literally right at the end. What the fuck? I missed all the now now because I was playing it while we were watching this, of course. So let me hear. Can you hear it? Nope. Your minimum deadly allowance of murder, madness, and mayhem. And look out for my next motion picture. Easy, coming very soon to a theater near. It's something called Dead Easy. That's what it was. Okay. Oh, I heard. I heard bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't quite catch what it was. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't. I, did, I for whatever reason, have never seen that. Yeah, it was, not... like, it was something called Dead Easy was supposed to be, I guess, the next one. Well, I think that was what the ritual was supposed to be originally. Cause... Granted, I mean, that kind of fits Bordello of Blood, too. But uh... <laughs> true, true. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. I'm looking at my trivia here. Yeah, Dead Easy, a.k.a. Fat Tuesday. It was supposed to be a zombie story set in New Orleans, uh, but was a ab- yeah, was abandoned. Uh, and the third film, Body Count, also went unproduced. Ultimately, A Tales from the Crypt trilogy was completed with uh, Demon Knight being followed by Bordello of Blood and The Ritual. So, hmm. But yeah, overall, as far as like final thoughts on this movie, this is one of my favorite 90s horror movies. I fucking love it. It is a good one. Any final thoughts from you guys before we get into trivia? Oh, no. I heard that Sylvester Stallone was going to play the collector. I heard it was Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to play Geraldine. See, I mean, (laughs) now, now, Geraldine, yeah, you are correct. Arnie was up for for that role. But actually, Sylvester Stallone was supposed to, like, be alongside the Crypt Keeper as his help. 
he he was supposed to be like a grip for the movie. Oh, yeah. I also heard that Will Smith was going to be uh, Jerry Lynn. No, no, no. Will Smith was going to be <laughs> Wally, but he got really pissed off any anytime anyone talked about Jerry Lynn. Oh, that's true. That's true. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Arnold Schwarzenegger was part of it because he actually like. Didn't he like direct a few of these shows? Uh, he directed one of them. He directed okay. um, uh, what is it, the Switch or the Swap? I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's uh, it was a really fun one, um, where a little old man wants to be young again, so he pays to have his body parts swapped with a young bodybuilder. Um, yeah. So, but Arnie was definitely involved with some of the Tales from the Crypt stuff. I believe he was also a producer on some of them. That's why I said it wouldn't surprise me if he had shown up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, for, as far as the trivia goes, there, there's not a whole hell of a lot. But uh, according to Billy Zane, this is his favorite film slash performance that he's done, which I'll agree. This is my favorite Billy Zane movie as well. <laughs> Billy, I will tell you, Billy Zane very much like with this movie and the Phantom, he very much is like, OK, guys, come. I love it. Just come with, you know, fuck yeah. Titanic. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. He's like the like he loves when fans bring that shit to him. I mm. kicked myself because I had the because I met Billy Zane, but there was a Back to the Future thing going on, and mm. I was like, "Do I bring my copy of that USA Today, which I already have signed?" <laughs> basically, basically it was him and like Michael J. Fox. I had to get signed at that thing, or do I bring my copy of this, which was already signed by the Crypt Keeper? It's like nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was sitting there debating that the whole like, but I I it was it was the Back to the Future thing I did. <laughs> ah, I was gonna say which one did you end up going with? But yeah, he I wasn't mean. even. You know what? Now that I think about it, he wasn't even sitting with any of them. He was in like a separate section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or I don't know. They, they didn't want. The they didn't want uh, to stand by him. They may like, not want. They were like, you can't sit with us. I would not be surprised though. <laughs> they mean girled it. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I was like before. I'm like, I, I know he loves like certain things, but I would not be surprised if he is like some sort of asshole and they wanted nothing to do with him. Right. <laughs> um, One of the other bits of trivia was apparently the studio originally wanted Cameron Diaz for the role of Jerry Lynn. But uh, Ernest well, Dickerson, that... the director, convinced them to cast Jada. Well, I'm sorry. She who will not be named. There you go. Whew. Mm -hmm. I, I, gonna say, I, I almost been... got slapped. That would have been shit casting, Bo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she, you know, going to leave the whole personal stuff out of it. She did good in the role. I, I like yeah. her. role. So, um, but yeah, the, like I said at the start, this was a, a script that had been circulating around Hollywood for years. So, yeah, this was something that they kind of pulled in that wasn't originally a Tales from the Crypt. Uh, you mentioned the uh, dead easy thing. We talked about that already. Um, the entire set was constructed practically, uh, and it was in an abandoned airport hangar so in California. Since the bulk of the film was shot over the course of a single night, this allowed the crew to film during the day. So the whole set they built, which is cool. I, I love it when when you find that out about a movie, like that all of the, you know, like buildings they actually constructed. Mm -hmm. Like, that's cool. But um, yeah, uh, another little thing on here is that the soldier that Breaker got the key from was named Dickerson, which is a reference to the director. And um, let me see here. That's about all of the good stuff I have. Yeah, I, I just basically copied all of the IMDb trivia for this. I was like, there's so much. But there's there's some trivia on there if you guys want to check it out. So anybody have any final things to say before we get out of here? 
Are we going to have to cover Bordello of Blood now? <laughs> I mean, if we cover vampire films again, I will be putting it on the list. Oh, fuck. I mean, people have birthdays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, I will say, when Mike told me this was his birthday pick, I immediately because it was on my list of like of narrowed down to five, and it was, I was like, cool, I don't have to worry about that one. I crossed it off. <laughs> well, I will say this about Bordello of Blood. Now we discussed this on Critters, um, that when we don't like a movie, the episode tends to be a lot of fun. So Bordello of Blood might be a contender for one of those types of episodes because it is not a good movie. It's not like, a good movie at all. It and, has it, a handful I, of moments, but that's it. There get, there comes a point, and I, I and I know exactly where this point is, that Corey Feldman hits a certain age <laughs> and <laughs> and the movies just suck. Yeah. You're you're not it's, wrong. it's somewhere around his teenager's years, or at least what he was a teen, you know, quote unquote teenager. Pro- pro- he was probably in his twenties, but yep, after that, <laughs> n- nope, nope. Yeah. Nope. But remember, his music has been featured. <laughs> and Dream a Little Dream too. And sampled by so many artists around the world, like Lady Gaga and the <laughs> biscuit. Oh, Corey. Sorry. Sorry, people, if you don't know that TikTok. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's quite interesting. Oh, but two and uh, a half, the two and a half minute intro to his show. People, that just is look it up. just look it up. Yeah, that was that was a long slog <laughs> to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for anyone uh, not following us on social media, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? Yep, Boogeyman's the. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes and the higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday picks and other fun stuff. Uh, we are part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials for more podcasts like this and uh, artists doing rad stuff. So think, uh, well, and Dawn, thank you very much for joining us. For I this. mean, it's about time, guys. Like, I don't know why it's been taking so long to get me on this podcast. I know it's over three years. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy, dude. You know? So many movies <laughs> I could have been part of. Exactly. Just keep missing out. <laughs> but uh, all right. So anyone who likes to watch our next movie before we cover it, uh, next episode will be 170 Get Out. So Oh, well, Don't... fine. I mean, I'll leave if that's what you guys want. <laughs> oh, 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 the movie get out. Yeah, uh, that's going to be another heavy one. So uh, anyone who by the time this comes out has listened to our His House episode, uh, be prepared for another heavy episode. So... Oof. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least there's levity. At least Jordan Peele makes a lot of makes a lot of jokes in the movie because the, the subject matter is pretty heavy. But. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up with that one. So, as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. It's squishy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned.